This is TWT FM, the official podcast of The World Transformed. On this podcast, we'll be hearing from some of the people working behind the scenes to deliver TWT's biggest festival yet and chatting to them about political education and socialist politics. Welcome to TWT FM. My name's Hope and I was part of the festival team on World Transformed last year. I'm very excited to be chatting to Ashin, who is this year's communications coordinator for TWT 19. So let's start with you. How did you get involved in the World Transform? So I, this is the first year that I've been involved in the festival. So I just moved to the UK from Ireland about a year and a half ago. Um, so I went to the World Transformed in 2018, just as a punter, and uh, had a kind of incredible time. Um, and when the job came up for this year, I just applied and got it, basically. <laughs> but I guess... Part of the reason why I wanted to become involved with it, um, it's kind of, I suppose it's to do with like the political context that I come from in that like in Ireland, uh, there's no, there isn't proximity to a socialist government, basically. That's mm-hmm. like a really, really long way off. There's mm-hmm. never been one. Um, the only two parties, the only two parties who've ever been in government since independent are two like centre-right parties, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like, this kind of moment around Corbyn in this country and mm. the kind of like socialist transformation of the Labour Party feels like nothing that's ever happened within my political life before. Mm. Um, and I think that the role that TWT plays in capturing the energy and the the excitement around that and like capturing like the big ideas that could potentially be achieved through this project, uh, that feels really exciting to me. So those are kind of the reasons why I got involved. Mm. So that's why we've got you hooked. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> Great. Mm. Um, and you sort of like, I guess, touched on it a little bit there, but if you could expand a bit more on why you think TWT is important. Mm, yeah, I think, I think it's important for kind of loads of different reasons. I think at this moment in this current political context, I think it's really important that we're creating a sense of optimism and hope and ambition for the things that could be achieved through transformational politics. And I think the world transformed is the space for for engaging with those kinds of ideas. I think in the movement at the moment, there's, I mean, obviously there's loads of really exciting things going on. And as I said, I'm really excited about the proximity to a socialist government, which is still all to play for, of course, but that's really exciting to me. But at the same time, it's been a hard year mm. for, for the movement as well. So I think TWT plays a really important role in reinvigorating mm. the movement, you know, mm-hmm. um, and creating creating a sense of optimism um, and kind of th- creating a sense of optimism beyond beyond the kind of realms of what's currently possible within a parliamentary sense, you know, like creating a sense of optimism for really big forward-looking political ideas um, and figuring out ways to achieve those, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's important for those reasons. I also think it's important in that, for me, I guess I see a, I see TWT as a space where lots of different people from loads of different parts of the movement can come together. So including, you know, people, senior figures within the Labour Party, grassroots people, artists, you know, academics, journalists, loads of different people, but also a space for people who aren't involved in the movement mm-hmm. yet. So for me, that's one of the most important things about TWT is that I see it as somewhere where people who don't think that politics is for them can go and feel welcome and feel included and feel that they can have a stake in shaping the direction of the movement. Um, And I think it does that in loads of different ways in that it has a really innovative and, you know, quite experimental 
program of mm. political education uh, sessions at the festival. So I guess recognizing that people learn in loads of different kinds of ways and people have already had access to like varying levels of political education in their life. I think it really, you know, it, it it's really accommodating, hospitable and like friendly and exciting mm. um, for people who haven't been involved yet. So for me, that's actually, for me, that's the most important thing. So it's a space where people who um, don't think the politics is for them can come. Yeah, and realise that. Excited. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so your role is communications coordinator. Mm-hmm. So all about communicating things, mm-hmm. as the name suggests. Mm. What What are your thoughts around that? How How can you effectively communicate socialist ideas? Because it's not necessarily mm. easy. And I think as you've just alluded to in a context where there's lots of different audiences, like mm. you know the people that we're speaking to might be at, you know so many different levels in terms of engagement, in terms mm. of understanding, etc., mm. etc. Et so. How do you go about communicating those ideas? Mm, yeah, I think that's a really good question. And it is all about that there are lots of different audiences. So there are people who already have quite a high level of education um, who we, of course, need to be communicating to as well. But the strategy is quite different for that. So I guess like the in terms of like communicating socialist ideas for people who aren't already engaged in, so, in, in socialist ideas, I think... I suppose it's about it's about thinking of the kind of language that we use and using a kind of language that is accessible for people with varying levels of political education. And there's kind of like, uh, I mean, I guess there's a grey area to navigate because, of course, we want to be normalising certain left-wing terminology, mm. um, but we want to do so in a way that doesn't alienate people who doesn't know what the word neoliberal means um, or mm. who doesn't... So, so, so I think... I mean, for me, the thing about it is, is that one of the determinants of having had access to certain kinds of political education can be this, um, I suppose, the the level of economic wealth that a person comes from sometimes. Mm. And that's not universally the case. But by using a kind of language that people who haven't had access to certain levels of education might not be able to access that means that we're potentially running the risk of excluding people who are most affected by the economic injustice that we're trying, we're to, trying to eradicate. Yeah, right? exactly. um, so I think so. I think it's about using a language that um, that, on the one hand, does normalise left wing ideas and left wing terminologies, mm-hmm. but also is like sensitive to the fact that lots of different people actually won't have access to that yet. Mm-hmm. So it's about you know recognizing all of those audiences at once. And then also I think the other thing about it is that it's about communicating like I was kind of talking about with TWT a sense of vision and ambition and excitement mm-hmm. and urgency and talking about social ideas not in terms of like marxist praxis or whatever but like mm-hmm. bringing it down to the the impact that uh, socialist ideas or can have on a person's life mm-hmm. and community and the people around them and the and the um, and the impact that the kind of like neoliberal context that we're living in has mm. on those lives and communities. So it's about talking about it at a local granular mm. level as well, you know. And making it relatable to people's yeah. lived experience. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so what do you think uh, people take away from TWT? And like what mm. you say are some of the most kind of, you said you went last year, mm. so you can speak from experience as well. Mm. Um, yeah, what are kind of like some of the really key take-home messages that you feel you mm. get from attending TWT? I think one of the first things is like just like a sense of like energy mm. and excitement. Like I think a lot of people leave leave the festival really excited for what they can achieve. Like they kind of like hear all of these really exciting ideas and go back to their communities and like think, okay, like how am I going to implement this idea in my community? So I suppose it's like it's a thing about. I think it expands the sense of what's possible. You know, I feel like when when you, when you go to a festival like that, um, 
and hear all of these really exciting forward-looking ideas um, in this incredibly like enriching context around all of these people who are like feeling the same things as you and like kind of like pushing forward towards common goals I think yeah it expands a sense of what's possible so I think like that that's one of the really important things that people leave TWT feeling mm-hmm. um, and then also I guess it, it's helps people to feel a sense of community mm. and comradeship you know um, which sometimes that I mean sometimes the kinds of some I mean sometimes that's something that can be like uh, diluted I guess mm. within like day-to-day organizing or it can be like hard to like remember those feelings but yeah. I think like TWT is a space where they're like you know really reignited and I think that's a really important thing that people take away from it as well mm, absolutely yeah. like being that kind of like energy source for the movement yeah definitely like, how I always think of yeah. TWT yeah, yeah yeah um awesome so going back to again we were talking about kind of communicating socialist ideas mm. relating to that what are what's your take on sort of current public perceptions of socialism mm. um and you know do you think that people are warming to socialist politics again mm. because we've seen quite a lot of movement over the last few mm. years but what's your take on sort of where we're at yeah now? yeah i think there's like a few different bits to it so i think in one way like absolutely i think there's definitely like an increased like public um like receptiveness to socialist ideas mm-hmm. like we can see that in terms of like the massively expanded membership of the Labour Party since Corbyn became leader um, that there's clearly like you know definitely a new like enthusiasm for socialist ideas particularly amongst young people Mm. in this country you can see that through like the like massive infrastructure that's grown up around this moment that like new kind of like media project around it and the like receptiveness to yeah again like particularly young people to those ideas so Mm. I think definitely I think in some ways like there's there was an, an inevitability to that in terms of the like really thorough discrediting of like the neoliberal like consensus I don't know in, in um globally mm-hmm. um and also in that in that you know young people growing up now have not like perhaps like seen the like ha- have not ha- have experienced I suppose like the sharp end of neoliberal more so mm-hmm. than perhaps like their parents generation yeah, in, in, in certain ways yeah. um so I think like that that there was bound to be like a push towards the left. Mm-hmm. Um, at the same time, there's clearly been like a you know a really um, a really severe backlash against that within the the media and political establishment. Certainly, um, in that I suppose like the the, the you know the establishment um, can perhaps like feel like their their grasp on power uh, being mm. uh, being threatened. being threatened. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. Um, so, so I guess like the 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 new receptiveness to socialist ideas is kind of like a real, yeah, a very serious backlash against it. So it's potentially, um, yeah, precarious. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. it's a very turbulent time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and a very like kind of polarized time. Mm. I think in many ways. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Related, you know, not just Brexit, but kind of like lots of other things mm. as well. Yeah. Um, and kind of do you? So related, do you think there are particular misconceptions about Corbynism, mm. about socialist ideas? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think certainly. I mean, I guess there's probably like some specifically about Corbynism and then some of it like socialist ideas more broadly. Um, but I think, I guess there's misconceptions of it within the public at the moment as something that's aggressive or like maybe like confrontational or scary in some way mm-hmm. um whereas i think i mean certainly like if anyone goes to the world transformed they'll see that's incredibly like warm 
um, and friendly and exciting space to be in, in which mm. like those like misconceptions are like entirely not the case. Yeah. Um, then I also think there's like this conception of it as something that's kind of dominated by urban middle class academics. Mm. Um, who sure are like they're like dude i mean like of course of course like there are urban middle class academics who like mm. play leading roles mm-hmm. in the movement it's undeniable but also to kind of that per- that perception of the movement as as just that like massively um erases the fact that it you know the diversity and scope all across the country and the mm-hmm. the, the um the range of different voices who are movement who are pushing the movement forward mm. yeah. and we see many of those voices at TWG. at TWG exactly yeah awesome and then what 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 role do you think TWT plays in kind of changing perceptions like shifting mm. helping to kind of like shift where the points of consensus are mm. thinking about you know that those points of consensus we've seen over the years that they have changed mm. you know, like austerity being like an obvious example that that was just the consensus and the accepted mm. oh it's just something we have to do for so long mm. and then now obviously with kind of like in in big part through Corbynism, mm. etc., that has been shattered now. That consensus has been shattered. Mm. So, what role do you think TWT plays in sort of impacting that? Mm. I think I mean, like I see TWT as something that can basically set an agenda, mm-hmm. um, that can set set a radical agenda for the movement by programming um, programming content basically that is extremely like forward looking and ambitious and has a sense of utopianism mm. so i think the and the fact that it brings so many different parts of the movement together means that it's a space where we can communicate um and share ideas with diverse uh, and diverse figures all at once and people who have like who are stakeholders and have power within the movement to actually like change that consensus for us so i think it yeah, I think it plays a really key role in that. It is like a space where those utopian ideas can be shared. And, mm. um, and kind of just like constantly pushing yeah, 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 more yeah. to the left, yeah, more exactly. to the kind of like radical edge. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Yeah. Um, looking back to TWT 2018, mm-hmm. you said you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, would you like to share with us what one of your favourite sessions was from mm-hmm. the festival? Yeah, yeah. So I think for me, one of my favourites was the session about mental health and capitalism mm. um, kind of for a few different reasons in that I think it's a really politically pertinent discussion in that there's been such like a thorough um, neoliberal liberal lens mm. placed on the issue of mental health um, so I think it's like really politically vital that there's like a, like a radical reanalysis mm. of that um, I think like within this session it did so in such a really really rich and compelling way in that there was a range of different perspectives um, so there was like you know kind of like more academic perspectives there was like perspectives from people who uh, you know have experience of the issue there was like persp- like parliamentary perspectives which I think is one of the really like key things about TWT is that it can like present these really really rich uh, um, like depictions or like analysis or explorations mm. of certain political issues by kind of like viewing it through all these different kinds of lenses and that's kind of one of the things that makes TWT so special is that there is like you know we view things from like lenses through across the movement basically mm-hmm. um but in the session I mean there there was some really really incredible stuff that was said through by Lynn Segal mm. in particular about I suppose like the privatization of mental health as something that's like an individual issue rather than something that is an issue that's mm-hmm. like 
um, that has like social and political and economic determinants, basically. Um, but like one of the things that really stuck with me through it was um, Rebecca Wilson uh, in that session spoke towards the end of this really, really incredible um, uh, presentation, which kind of was kind of like reflected like a range of like political and personal testimony. It was re really phenomenal. But towards the end of that, she spoke about how during the previous uh, Labour government in 2009, um, the, that like during that point, there was um, the, like the, the issues in mental health care, basically that existed then, that still exists today. And she kind of used this as a way to make a point about how we can't necessarily pin all our hopes on a future Labour government to mm. fix all these issues and that we consist of course like we hope for that and we like work for that but mm. we need to like it's not it's not all about basically getting parliamentary power mm. it's like a consistent long-term goal to transform yeah. uh the way we treat each other the way you know the way mm. the the way our society and, and economy functions and that we need to consistently um you know push Labour and consistently um you know, continue the project to transform the party, basically. Mm. Yeah. Wow, awesome. Yeah. yeah, you can check that out on the TWT SoundCloud account. So mm. th thank you for the recommendation. Mm. Um, final question, looking ahead to TWT 19, mm. um, is there like one thing you're particularly excited about that you mm. want to share? Mm. I'm really excited about the arts programme this year. So I think like continuously over the course of... Uh, over the course of the festival's history, there's been like a move towards like centering the arts program more mm -hmm. and more. And I think this year there's like a re it's re really incredible in its like scope. Um, and I think that's a really important part of like political education more broadly is like finding like kind of like novel or interesting or different ways to learn outside mm -hmm. of just like panel discussions or lectures or courses or whatever. So like as part of that, there's loads of really cool stuff. There's like cabaret, there's installations, mm -hmm. there's like massive like strategy games. So there's a strategy game on municipal socialism that I'm really excited about, um, a strategy game on the climate crisis. Um, but the biggest thing that I'm really excited about as part of the arts program is that we're going to have the first UK showing of the new Ken Loach film so that's really really exciting um that film's called uh, Sorry We Missed You and I think that's going to be really really incredible amazing yeah well can't wait mm. you've sold it mm. <laughs> um awesome thank you so much for chatting no worries and see you at the festival cool see you there